Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is risen. Today we see Christ tell Thomas, you believe because you can see. Blessed are those who believe and yet do not see. And we live in a society that is like Thomas before beholding the resurrected Christ. We live in a society that believes what it can see and has a hard time believing what it cannot. And unfortunately, what that means is that we live in an American society that is growing more and more and more secular. Um, The largest single group of religious affiliation today is no affiliation at all. More people claim no affiliation to any sort of religious organization than Catholics, than Baptists, than any type of Protestant denomination, and, and most definitively more than Orthodox Christians. And this is a trend that does not look like it is going to be reversed anytime soon. And point of fact, uh, the First Amendment is under direct assault today in the United States, sadly. Our ability to freely speak our minds, our ability to assemble, our ability to practice whatever religion we feel is in our heart is under direct assault. And with the presumptive nominees of both parties um, being the questionable human beings that they are, who both have very little regard or little interest in maintaining the First Amendment, and with an opening on the Supreme Court that is already precariously close to wiping out the First Amendment, we are looking at a society that is going to be moving against us and what we, what we believe much more quickly than any of us feared. Fortunately, God is greater than politics. Fortunately, God is here now within us to give us the strength to overcome. And let me give you some clues as to how that is going to happen. You see, despite the fact that the culture of the United States insists that they see in order to believe, that they insist that they believe in science, in reality, neither of those statements is actually true. Because the most adamant people who are against the freedom of speech actually are not all that interested in seeing the world for the way that it really works. Both parties are guilty of championing political positions and policies that have nothing to do with reality. If you think about the way the scientific um, process is supposed to work, we're supposed to come up with an hypothesis. This is the way that I, this is what I think is going to happen when X comes into contact with Y. And then we come up with a test to see what happens when X comes into contact with Y. And then we say, well, 
Z happened. Does Z equal my hypothesis? And if it doesn't, then we scrap the hypothesis and we move on and we make another one and we test that. That's the way science works. Political policy says, here's my hypothesis that when X is put into policy, Y happens. Well, when Z happens over and over and over and over again, the answer is, well, we didn't do X right. So the whole idea of the scientific process is completely thrown out the window. And the other thing is, is that both parties, both parties are guilty of believing rather than actually looking at the world and what the world actually does. That they have faith in the positions of their party. They have faith in the party itself rather than seeing the world the way it is and saying, well, what the party says isn't going to work because in both cases, it isn't. And so there is a belief, a faith, as it were, rather than believing what we see, rather than believing in science and the scientific method. And the other thing that is very, very critical and important for us to remember as Christians is that truth is not an idea. Truth is not something that can be proven by the scientific method. Truth is not a philosophy. Truth is a person. Christ is the life, the way, and the truth. And because he is a person, that means we can have a relationship with the truth. We can speak with the truth. We can spend time with the truth. The truth through the body and blood of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ can enter into us, can be in us. And we demonstrate that to the world through love, by treating others with respect, by helping the poor, by praying for those who need it, whether they want it or not, by respecting even those who hate us. And we have relationships with those who disagree with us. The folks that don't want the First Amendment in force are not interested in relationships. They're not interested in dialogue. In fact, they fear it. They would feel much more comfortable beating somebody up than having to listen to an opinion that differs from their own. However, if you or I were a friend, if you or I were there to help them in a time of need, if you or I were there to acknowledge them as a human person, then our political and religious differences get washed away. And people will be forced to wonder, how is it that this person with whom I so greatly disagree on so many issues, is still my friend, is still willing to be here in my time of need? And the answer, of course, is the truth. Our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ who dwells within us. And it is through that relationship 
both with God and our fellow human beings, even those who hate us, that we will see miracles happen. We will see minds change. We will see people stand up and defy those who would hate us, those who would kill us and destroy us. It has happened over and over and over again throughout time. One of my favorites is one of our patron saints, St. Catherine. And when she was done, by the time she gave up her life as a martyr for Christ, she had convinced 200 soldiers who were the retinue of the empress. She had convinced the empress herself She had convinced all the people who were her jailers. She had convinced every person that the emperor had summoned to debate her on whether or not she should be a Christian. Because she loved and she had a relationship with all of these people. And every single one of these people stood up in defiance of the emperor or were willing to die for Christ. And unfortunately, we are closer to that reality than anyone can imagine. So we must be prepared to love, to start relationships with people that we wouldn't think it is possible to be in a relationship with. We must be willing to help those who would hate us. We must be willing to show the love of Christ to a world that is increasingly interested and wiping us off the face of the map. And when we do, and when we do, as it has happened over and over and over again, God will show his face to the world through us, and the world cannot stand in the face of his glory, of his power, of his mercy, his forgiveness, and his love. We may enter into a dark time that may last for centuries, but at the end of those centuries, the church will still be here. Christians will still be here. We will still defiantly stand in the face of secular powers that seek to destroy us. And in the end, God will win. And because God wins and is victorious, so will we. We have nothing to lose because God has already defeated death by death. So let us stand up in defiance of all the things that our culture says against us and show them the face of God. Show them the love of God. Show them the mercy of God and the forgiveness of God. Show them that we have no fear because our God willingly went to the cross and died for us so that on the third day he might rise and take all of us with him to be enthroned at the right hand of God the Father. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages. Amen.